The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Dude, fuck, man. Happy Friday, y'all. Um, let's get down to beeswax. Dude, I last time I saw you, I saw you and your beautiful bride, who we lovingly call Knuckles for damn good reason. <laughs> and uh, she actually had, I thought it was crossing the streams because we Knuckles was introduced to Rex, and I thought a wormhole would open up. It didn't. It didn't. Um, yet, yet. However, we did see one of the better drag shows I've seen um, ever uh, that night. But we hung out. Your kiddo um, hung out over at the other place watching drag. So with this kind of, I guess, our thing now, we're kind of the drag foursome now. I love it. Um, and love it's it. fucking fun as shit. What did she end up doing for Thanksgiving? So we have a bunch of people coming in for uh, Christmas. And that's always going to be involved with cooking and family drama and more family drama that's the best so we were like let's just scam out of here and go to baja so that's what we did no i saw your pictures on facebook and it looked like you guys were really having a terrible time it was luxurious uh, or beautiful we found one of these resorts that's like in three years they're gonna have all of their shit totally dialed in and it's gonna be you know un reachable but right but, now but right it's now just perfect the waves are literally crashing so loud outside of these tinted suites where you uh, sleep like it was keeping me up at night i had to close the doors because i was like oh shit the ocean is in the room it's that <laughs> level of white people problems <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had a terrible conversation and over breakfast. I was like, I just didn't sleep well. Those waves were so close. Oh my God. <laughs> Jackie was like, God, you suck. Just just walk out into the yeah. ocean. Just walk. Don't look back. Yeah. No, that's, dude, well, for Thanksgiving, uh, Mr. Van Noyes uh, came over the Branderas Casa with, and we cooked for two days, made a ungodly amount of food. Ungodly. Um, What'd you make? Uh, 18-pound turkey, and I injected it with a pint of Cajun butter. Yes. Um, so that was number one. We made what we call the Death Mac, which is soul food mac and cheese. It's got like eight different dairies in it. Then I made sweet uh, mashed sweet potatoes with manchego and green chili. And then I also did regular mashed potatoes. And then we did cornbread stuffing with fresh fennel and sausage um, and pears and fresh pear in there, too, to add the sweet, which was awesome. I've never done that before, but it was killer. And then, I mean, we had, dude, it was full meat sweats, dude. Like, nobody oh. shat for three days. <laughs> trust me. Oh, um, I did. Oh, and, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to absolutely love this. Okay. So, number one, uh, apparently Rex invited Bobby via Facebook. Okay? Correct. I'm not on Facebook. I did not know 
Bobby was invited. So I get a I get a text at the beginning of the day on Thanksgiving going, "Hey, what time are you guys eating?" I, and I'm like, I don't know why it concerns you, but two <laughs> thirty. I'm just being friendly. Um, he's like, "Great, what should I bring?" And I went and I I take my phone over to Rex and I'm like, "Explain what's happening." She goes, "Oh, I inv- I invited him, but he never got back to me." I'm like. Okay, well, Bobby's coming now, which is fine. I got 18 pounds of turkey. It's yeah. fully chill. So then Bobby texts, hey, man, do you want me to bring anything? And I'm like, well, obviously, I don't need to wear food. I was like, um, just bring some booze or something, I guess, you know, since you're coming by. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, okay, I'll try, but I'm on my bike. And I'm like, then why did you ask in the first place? But whatever. God forbid I, I needed a ham or something. It would have been too much. So I would have figured it out. You would have figured it out. You would have yeah. keistered it. But then he rides up, knocks on my door, and he's like empty handed. I'm like, that's fine. I got like I got some turlies in. I got, you know, we're doing the do. He, in his ultimate wisdom, thought it what he should bring was a plastic bottled pint of Svedka. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. So I've got $200 worth of food. I've got $150 worth of wine. I've got Bobby, who I didn't know was showing up, showing up. And his contribution was a pint of Svedka. Was it, has it, was it half full? No, I, that would have been almost better. <laughs> <laughs> So let's fast forward, fast forward a couple hours later. We're all fugged, comb it out. We're like laid out. We're just like full meat sweats, just miserable Dying. eating. Because um, everything had starch. Everything. Um, meat so sweats are real. Th- that's a real thing. That's Ooh. a condition. Especially um, when they're injected with a pint of butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally a pint of butter. <laughs> Melted butter. It was awesome. Melted. So, oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying. Um, and it was Cajun spiced. It was dope. Um, Have you ever tried to inject chilled butter? Only after the second date. It's a bitch. Yeah. And so the, the <laughs> topper of this, Bobby, everybody's ready to say their goodbyes. Bobby then, because nobody touched the Svedka, because we're all <laughs> no adults. Way. Why? I'm just saying. So Bobby <clears throat> decides not only did he bring it, but I'm now I'm going to take it. So he, <laughs> he puts it back in his pocket, gets on his bike, and leaves. That was the Bobby Noyes Thanksgiving. Um, um, by the way, that is a baller move. Yeah. Okay, there's a follow-on addendum to this whole fucking situation. I'm standing in the kitchen with Mikey Walnuts, who is cleaning, which, by the way, in a year and a half of living with him, never seen. Never seen. Never seen it. Uh, just cleaning everything that he could clean. I walk into the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go. And he's like, uh, don't forget your fucking Svetka. (laughs) 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 Who do you think drank that vodka? Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, he took it to the neck, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He necked it. Valnuts. Yeah. He's a special man. He's in Texas now. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about Texas in a little bit. But 
while we're doing that, I should probably welcome everybody back. We took a week off. I apologize. Shit happens. It's the holidays, man. Get off our back. Uh, welcome back to the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. This is the whiskey reel. We are several thousand feet below the Earth's surface in the bunkie. Um, it's actually beautiful outside. Feels like it's September. I guess global warming's a thing or something. I don't know. There's rumors. Um, but it's hot as balls and it's fucking December, which is bananas where, yeah. where we're at. It's Supposedly amazing. it's supposed to uh, snow next week, but I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, we are back. Thank you. If you didn't notice, we do have a special guest, which we will introduce momentarily. However, let us do our introductions. To my right is uh, Captain <clears throat> Svedka. Um, he only drinks things out of plastic bottles. This is Bobbeth Van Noys, and he brought along his variant, the Bobby Cron. <laughs> <laughs> Highly contagious, yes. but it doesn't get you as sick. That's what I hear. Well, I'm vaccinated, so. <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> so are you are you Aaron Rodgers immunized or are you vaccinated? No, I have Bobby bodies. Or oh yeah, the anti-bobbies. <laughs> uh, Brimming with horse tranquilizers. <laughs> it's a dewormer. So. I don't know if you guys have checked out this new podcast from Joe Rogan. Never heard of him. Yeah, the guy from guy? Fear Factor. Oh, yeah. the Fear Factor guy. No, I mean, he's passing out amazing medical advice. I hear. So listen up. Listen up, guys. Subscribe. You want to get that through like this button? Shit? <laughs> Smash that subscribe. Dana White just famously contracted COVID, and he said his whole family got it, which I'm sure he got it from some hooker whore. in fucking Vegas. Some dirty whore. Just some street trash <laughs> um, but yeah uh, he's been taking medical advice from Joe Rogan like yeah. I don't know about 35% of the country yeah probably 14 million yeah, people that are sure. just like fucking sure. yeah well, I'll, I'll believe got, anything he's Joe got Rogan. a black belt in taekwondo so fucking whatever this is why we're getting more variants <laughs> thank you well Sir Antonio Branderas of the Madagascar Branderas is and uh, you're going to know <laughs> about all the endangered lemurs that we're going to talk about later. Yeah, in we're going to talk lemur. Hot lemur. <laughs> Dude, if, it's been a long time since we had a hot lemur takes. Um, we're going to bring those in hot. And obviously, well, to my we're going to let to our right. We're going to let our guest host introduce himself. He's a very special friend of the podcast. He's been on here a number of times, but. Uh, I'm just going to turn over to him. That's you. That's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Uh, You've done this I'm Blake, before, right? I'm Blake Crouch. <laughs> what do you, I, what do, I write, you do? I live in Durango. <laughs> <laughs> I write books. Yeah, yeah. I write TV shows and films sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Hang out with uh, you assholes. Well, uh, you get really shit. demure when you talk about yourself. Yeah. I don't think I've I don't ever like noticed it. that I before. don't like yeah. it. Actually, it's a great change of pace from listening to Bobby. It, wow, because uh, you have a very self-deprecating way of speaking, and I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> this Blake Crouch, everybody knows fucking Blake Crouch. Yeah. Right? And if you don't know, you should. Uh, I've read his work. Bobby's read his work. A lot of people have read his work. So um, the man can write, and uh, he's kind of our I, – I, I call him our popular – 
um, media correspondent. He's our yeah. special correspondent, boots on the ground. He's going to let us know what's happening in Pedowood or Hollywood. Sorry, I went QAnon. Um, <laughs> he's going to let us know everything, all the goings on, what all the cool people are doing out in Tinseltown, where yeah. I'm from. So, well, more importantly, welcome. More importantly, Blake you, is gentlemen. our very, very good friend. He's a, as sweet as it gets, kind, gentle, <laughs> generous, very fun, very funny, very smart. He's he's our friend. And yeah, that's don't give all a, of those things are true. <laughs> the end of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm your friend, Brandis. God damn it. Yeah, no, we're all friends here. Um, we're lucky enough. Blake obviously is a uh, kind of a bigwig in town, but we just know him as. Uh, this dickhead yeah. who drinks fucking scotch. By the way, That's I, basically, <laughs> <laughs> I beat Blake in pool yesterday. God, oh, but wow. man, no, 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 no. Dude. We're gonna get into it. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna bring you on. Just beat the shit out of you. I hope you enjoy this. Honestly, though, it was a situation where he kept beating me, and I was like nine out of seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Bobby and then I got like, nine. But in the NBA, they do nine game series. <laughs> yeah, of course like, they do. It's like, okay. Do, sure. do they? They've never done that. Um, that's it's brutal. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> Welcome. We're all back. We thought it'd be a great idea to do a special episode. You guys were off for a week. You got you got nothing for a week, and you liked it. Hopefully, everybody ate some turkey or whatever the equivalent of that is to a vegan. Uh, good luck. Um, sure, it was horrible. Uh, but I'm glad we're back. It's beautiful outside. Christmas is in a few weeks. And Blake, you brought a very, very, very special bourbon. Um, and I, I enjoy it quite a bit. What, what's what's popping with this shit? What, what, are, we, what is, are we drinking, uh, my friend? We are drinking the first authorized or legal bourbon that was made in the great... Hey, in the state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, back up. Uh, <laughs> it's got great yeah. parts. Yeah, sure. Um, One. It's called Garrison Brothers Single Barrel. Coming in at 94 proof, 47%. Uh, I had this for the first time, I want to say about five years ago. It's still a fledgling brewery. These guys went to, I think, college or high school with my literary agent, and they were just massive bourbon fans. And they apparently went through some midlife crisis and were like, fuck all of this. Let's let's go make bourbon. Went to Kentucky, drank all the bourbon there, like just filtered all of it in and went down to the Austin Hill Country and said, let's let's try this out. What do you guys think? You're more bourbon drinkers than I am. As um, you said, I'd, I mean, you're a whiskey Eileen's guy. Scotch. You're just not a bourbon guy, right? Sure. Um, yeah. you're, you're too- I don't need everything I drink to taste like cinnamon. <laughs> good, good, good call. Uh, uh, yeah, this uh, number one. This is not something you're going to find everywhere. I believe this retails in the '80s, from what I saw online. Um, Bobby, why don't you go down what you're tasting? We can go down a little bit on the rabbit hole of who these guys are. Like Blake mentioned, they're the first, quote-unquote, legal distillers in Texas of whiskey, which is cool. It's kind of a cool little moniker and a kind of thing to throw around. Um, But it always comes down to the liquid inside of the bottle. Um, What what were your thoughts? Well, the first thing, I always try to just immediately dive in and find out what the mash bill of a bourbon is. What are we doing with, we know from bourbon history, you have to have 51% corn. These guys 
took that to the next level. A little bit. And they're using 74% corn along with barley and wheat and kind of evenly displaced amongst the rest of it. So in your mind, this would read very, very sweet. But to me, it doesn't at all. It has a lovely amount of heat. And we've had so many hot whiskeys on this podcast. This has heat, but it is not overpowering. It doesn't kill your palate. It is not cloyingly sweet like a lot of corn whiskeys are. This is very balanced. Uh, I think you use the word elegant. It's an lovely. elegant. It was lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Lovely. lovely, lovely, yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. lovely. <laughs> you sound like you're on NPR, like, but uh, <laughs> ephemeral, ephemeral. Um, no, I think this is this is something that's evolving. The more I drink it, mm. uh, maybe my palate's just dying. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you know. it's typical. We all know bourbons come out typically eighty percent. This is at ninety four, so it is elevated. I don't taste it. Um, no, it's remarkably balanced when you hear things like 74 percent corn and by the way it's all white corn because it's texas uh but the fact that it's 74 percent corn you would think like bobby alluded to it would be mad sweet it isn't if you were to blind me on this and i had to kind of figure out what i was doing i would probably call the mash bill at about 55 to 60 percent corn yeah uh, with a lot more rye i believe what did you say 11 percent no rye Zero. all barley not rye correct barley okay so they're getting the spikes from the barley uh, the first thing that jumped out of me we poured it it's a beautiful bottle it's wonderfully packaged it's got this silver band around it hand dipped gray wax on the top um it's a pretty bottle it's got that stupid lone star um it's like putting a handful of like if you've ever had been around people that have brewed beer or they have grain lying around if you've ever like squished grain in your hand and held it up to your face there's a grain smell that's all i got out of this there wasn't any like Christmas spices. It wasn't any of that like caramel initially. Um, no red apple. Um, it was just grain, which is really interesting. And then I tasted it. It was very even keeled from attack to mid to back. Nothing elevated too much or dropped too much. It's a incredibly well-crafted yes. bourbon. You can tell mm-hmm. by the way that it reacts to your palate. And then, it, like I said, there was no Kentucky in it. There was none of that big, heavy, we were joking around talking about Buffalo Trace. There's none of that heavy, carameled craziness. This is all very elegant, very cerebral almost, like in the way that they designed this. But then you look at the color of it, and it feels like this should be a weighty, thick corn whiskey. And man, it isn't. So I don't know who these guys are. But um, they're doing I, an amazing job. Me, I, I think it's yeah. very, like I said, it's it's a little esoteric for people <clears throat> who like bourbon. Bourbon. This is a little bit more kind of a dodgy and out of the box. But if you can find it, man, and you like bourbon, this is not to I, be missed. I feel like I've seen it at Star a handful of times, and Star is so great about getting shit. Also, I would just point out. Their kind of boutique uh, bottle is something called the Cowboy, which I believe I when I had it, it was one hundred and thirty-seven. It's not three fifty. It's what? It's like three fifty a bottle now. I believe it. The I, Cowboy I, is. I, yeah. I am not a fan of super hot uh, whiskey, and this was off the charts. But it was also one of the most pure distilled 
flavor bombs I've ever had. Interesting. When I taste this, and maybe, again, I don't do a lot of bourbon, um, it tastes old-fashioned in a way. It tastes mm. like, um, like if, you've, if you've ever had one of those old, old uh, like bottles Prohibition of Canadian era. Club, like that you just, a friend of mine weirdly collects them, and they're not great, but that has this sort of a mustiness Interesting, it. like a dirtiness. Musty. Right. right. Yeah. That's interesting. No, I, yeah. get, I totally It's like with wine, because Blake's a, a big wine guy, too. That's where I first met him, was serving him wine, which I still do in my heart. Um, I was, we say it in wine where it's like that forest floor. Mm-hmm. There's a dirtiness. Mm-hmm. We used to joke around like it's like they put their toe in it. Yeah. Like there's a there's a dirtiness that can um, translate mm-hmm. over to the alcohol. So that's interesting. It's that's- like not trying to wow you with these you know crazy out of the box flavors. It's it tastes like what it is, but it also has that like grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it Tastes sounds like grandpa. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, n- you know, nothing quite tastes like grandpa. Um, I found myself just from experience, speechless. <laughs> just from experience, nothing quite tastes like grandpa. Uh, no, it, it it's funny because if somebody were to tell me this was an American whiskey, I'd buy it. <clears throat> Yeah. This is a lot less bourbon and a lot more whiskey. Yes. If that makes sense. Don't expect a lot of breakfast spices or any of that nonsense or cinnamon like we were joking around about. Um, this is only three years in oak, but apparently it's held in a temperature that can exceed 130 degrees where they're at. Yeah. Um, what happens when wood gets hot like that, it expresses flavors like tenfold so this this would be in a cooler climate what it would take 12 years to do what this took in three because of the heat expresses now i can almost guarantee you the angels share on these bottles must be bananas they must be losing 20 percent of their barrels if it's that they are just turn them over yeah i've actually been so i went to this distillery uh three years ago it's beautiful it's set in the hill country about i don't know like a 50 minute drive from austin and they actually had – they let people, at least at this point in time, they let people, like customers, just volunteer and help do the uh, wax dipping oh, as dope. they're drinking yeah. whiskey, which thought Not to me idea. like OSHA violations. But I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Ain't no OSHA in Texas, boy. Yeah. Uh, it's a, But it's a hot and – but a truly beautiful, uh, almost pastoral setting that you would not imagine – that dude, I, I'm I'm very impressed. I I shit on Texas because uh, they're Texas deserves to be shit uh, on totally, um, especially <laughs> their shitty football team. Um, I shit on them a lot, but I will say this is a, a special bottling of whiskey. Really is no doubt about it. And I, I compared it to Four Roses single barrel <clears throat> only because. It, it reads, a, like I said, a lot more cerebral. That's kind of where I put that category. So yeah. good shit. If you got 85 bucks burning a hole in your pocket, go find it. It's worth your time for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, man, for sure. So, Blake, what brings you to us this week? We feel a little honored <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> elevated this week because we're talking to somebody that's smart because Sean's not here. But uh, <laughs> we try to only bring in very, very damaged dumb people because it makes us look so good. You didn't yeah. bring in a double cheeseburger. 
<laughs> That's funny. That's happened. <laughs> All right. Just, yeah, uh, no. yeah. He keeps one in his pocket. He has a. Times. He have, for some reason there's no Del Tacos around here, and he has a Del Taco <laughs> taco stuck in the middle of his teeth. <laughs> Nobody's been able to figure it out. It's very weird. No. Uh, but no. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on lately with um, you, Bubba? I don't know. I'm in a good place for the first time in a long time. Cause my, really? Yeah. my uh, This book I've been working on has just, because of a lot of things like this, mainly COVID and just this, the state of the world, just made it hard um, to really focus, I've I found. I'm sure I'm not the only uh, person who works in a creative industry who's felt that. So, yeah, this book was just beating my ass for, oh, God, I mean, I started writing it about a year after uh, Recursion came out, and I wrote like 70,000 words, and they were there was some good stuff, but it was mostly dog shit. So I just hmm. set that aside, and in the fall of 2020, I, start, I took a new approach, the same idea, got the first draft done by June, and there's a lot of good stuff there, but it was still not hmm. like really firing on all, on all cylinders. and. I mean, this is frustrating. I mean, when when you're a writer and everything you do, all the people you support, all your self worth is tied up in like, are you doing your job like anyone else? You know, like when you're, you know, you're a mechanic. Like if one day you're like, I don't know how to fix a fucking whatever they do, I, I'm <laughs> sure you would like <laughs> melt down about that. And I feel the same. And I felt the same way. I was like, what am I doing here? Why? Why? Why is this thing? Why is this such a difficult thing to wrestle to the ground? That You know what's interesting about what you said, and I, I, I want to hear more about this. This is a bit, and you might have just answered a, a question that I've had over the last year and a half, which mm-hmm. is to people that are, to laymen that aren't like, struggle through the creative process, whether it's music or art or, or literature or whatever the case may be. You would think with COVID, you got all the time in the world now, brother. Yeah. Like, so... We were waiting around for albums to drop from people and things to happen. But you don't realize when your entire out-of-the-box world is shook up, mm-hmm. You there's nothing to bring into the box with you to create. Oh, 100%. So, so you don't have the same stimulation. You don't have the same engagement with people, places, and things. Yeah. So, But, in, but in, if you ask somebody who's like, again, that one mechanic that can't fix that thing, mm-hmm. whatever they mechanize. Man- manifold? Um, <laughs> It's, I, I don't believe know. it's called a manifold. Flex capacity. Uh, yeah. Flex capacity. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you ask somebody like that, like it's like, well, shit, man, you got all the time in the fucking world to do it. So fucking pump it out, Bubba. And I don't think people don't understand, man. Like yeah. if there's no sensory stimulation coming in from the outside, there's nothing to bring well, in and filter through. Well, I learned this about myself during this time, which is apparently travel and getting out of Mm. our beautiful valley here is a massive part of me feeling inspired and and, and seeing things in a fresh light. And I mean, from I think February of 2020 until this last fall, it didn't leave. Right. What do you do with that? I, there's nothing. There's no clay there's no, to fucking there's no mold. Fuel, there's no fuel in the tank. Um, I get it. So that was a part of it. <clears throat> I think another part is just, you know, when when you make art, whatever it is, you're reflecting the world, and you have to have like a a feeling about what you 
think of the world this moment in time. I don't know what I fucking think about the world. Like, a bunch of dumb fucks tried to, you know, take over the government on January 6th. We have endless COVID variants. You know, it's there's a, a palpable sense of decline, mm. which is very much what this book is about. Um, and I think it was also, I mean, trying to do something that is inherently very, very raw and on a personal level, on a global level, and it's just, it was a beast. Can I keep you, can I ask you for a brief kind of synopsis on the yeah. subject matter of the book? I'm, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's, the book is called Upgrade. It's a, the main character is, and it's set in the near future, and the main character is an agent with this uh, fictitious government agency called the GPA, uh, which stands for the Gene Protection Agency. And in this world, you guys know what CRISPR is, gene editing and all that? So something happened that spun all of that deeply out of control, and a lot of people died. So there's been a real backlash, and and it's highly regulated and policed and enforced. And... And he gets exposed to something very early on that begins to change him at a molecular level uh, to the point where he begins to become something that is more than human. But it's not just about gene editing. It's also just about the state of the world. And and Mm. I think the question at the center of it is, so we know that things aren't going great on Earth. Like, what is it, December 3rd and 60 degrees outside and the La Platas are fucking mm. bears I've ever seen them at this point in time. Why don't why aren't we doing things about it? Why? Yeah. Why are we okay with that? And, like, a lot of people make a bunch of noise about they're not okay with it. But, you know, you have this, uh, what was it, the G20-whatever summit. It was, right. it was something that happened just last month in England. And everyone flew like 25,000 private jets to go talk about how to save the climate. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Why mm. Why do we do that? Yeah. That's what this book's about. Interesting. I mean, yeah, Bobby, go ahead. Sorry. So when you have that, obviously there was a moment or several moments in the writing of this book where you feel like, oh, I, I cracked it. Mm-hmm. I cracked it. I feel, I got it. What does that feel like? Like coming from someone <laughs> yeah. that's never done anything creatively. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> what does that feel like? Yeah. No, I mean, it's one of the weirdest things. I, was, I, I actually got emotional because I was like, oh, thank God. Well, and this happened was... not long ago. I mean, this I would say this happened two weeks ago. So it... I finally felt like, and, you know, the other people in my life were like, no, okay, whatever you've been trying to yeah. – Whatever wall you've been trying to run through, you were, you just ran through it. It's now. I mean, I used to, by no means on the level Blake did, but just writing music. There are those moments where you're in the grocery store and something mm-hmm. comes to you, and it's an, it's an epiphany. It's a light that you get, and you feel blessed to have that shit. Mm-hmm. But there's also those moments of creativity when you're relieved. When you're confronted with a problem, you can't crack it, it comes to you, and it's almost like you're not excited. You're genuinely relieved and just thankful you don't have to feel like that anymore. No, uh, 100. No, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, oh, great. I can still write. That's awesome. 
Well, because between every book, yeah. between every song, between right. every yeah. painting, yeah. you forgot how to do what you do. I bet it was and like it's a reclamation yeah. of this art. Yeah. You know? I bet it was like Jim Harbaugh beating Ohio State. <laughs> I bet he wasn't yeah. excited about yeah. it. No. I bet he was relief. Fucking relief. relief. No, there's no champagne popping. It's no. you in a dark room going, <sighs> No, it's that. It's fuck yeah. Throwing yeah. that monkey okay. out the window. Amen. It's that first. <laughs> yeah. Don't be racist. It's that first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's that sense of sheer relief. It, yeah. That's, and that makes sense. I mean, that's... Okay. I, this is your life's blood. Mm-hmm. This is... I mean, it's 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 kind of cute to say that you're an artist, but this is literally like what people don't understand about artists of all genres. When you get to a certain level, um, you're uh, basically the nucleus of a huge cell that needs to operate. And if that cell's not getting fed, mm-hmm. the cell dies. That's right. And you got agents and people and family. You got beautiful kids and you got all this stuff that you need to do. The inability to be able to produce your art has oh, yeah. much bigger ripples in the pond <clears throat> than just you not being cool enough to write a book. Oh, it's um, it, that the yeah, pressure the of ripples go out infinitely. Exactly. Um, so it's it is not just it's a relief, a happiness, a joy. I've still got like two weeks probably left yeah. on it before okay. it's truly into production. Yeah, uh, yeah. the The mountain. I'm on top of the mountain now. Finally, good for you, man. That's I think I was awesome. in your office, God, almost two years ago, under probably his de- under his desk. And you, uh, well, you know, we all know that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Mind the balls, Bobby. Mind. No, I, the balls. I remember you have this massive whiteboard in your office, and it was just like in the center of it was CRISPR, and then it was just like. Beautiful mind, zing, 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 <laughs> like just going out into all these. And I'm staring at it, and I'm like, oh, I would think that I would know what Blake's next book is about, <laughs> but I'm so stupid. <laughs> that it there's was like no way I can. <laughs> it was sort like a this Law and Order episode where oh. it's just red string being strewn across the fire. It was, yeah. It's fucking I was awesome, just like, dude. he was like, yeah, that's that's my new book, and I'm like, well, that's nonsense. Everything, <laughs> everything on that whiteboard is nonsense. You suck. This place sucks. I'm leaving. <laughs> I really, and then you poured really, me a Fernet really, Branca, and we were done. I really <laughs> yeah. felt that judgment, Bobby, and I wasn't able to write. For <laughs> oh my God! I mean, you wait, did shut we Blake it? down? Did I spur you on? You mu- no, you shut him down, you motherfucker. It okay, was your first fault. of all, Blake is my co-author. <laughs> let's so, just be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Actually, Blake Crouch is my uh, nom de plume. Uh, I've been doing all the writing for years. He just. He looks better on camera than I do, so we, we yeah. give him all the accolades. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, no, that's dude. That's awesome. I'm glad you able to. Like I said, uh, on me on a minor creative level, just making music for a very long time. It's like a safe code. You finally crack and you just rest your head against it and go. It is because it's it's not like oh you do one great thing once and then you know how to do other great things. Each new project, whether it's a book or a movie or a TV show. It's, it's not like a paint by numbers thing. Each no. one you have to figure out how to you know tickle the. <laughs> yeah. You mean, you know, pay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mind the balls. Mind the balls. Mind the balls. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that's a great. You know, just in life, mind the balls. Mind the balls. I'm <laughs> just saying. You and I have, <laughs> you and I have known each other for quite a while, many many years, yeah. and I'm I'm sure I've told you this story before, but I was fixing your computer. <laughs> 
<laughs> while you were a paralegal for McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, for Mr. McLaughlin. Uh, rest in peace, Mike. And um, I remember sitting and you telling me, actually, I'm a novelist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, did that I say is it that? So that is so cute. That is yeah. so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because like anybody who does anything creatively, it's like, well, I'm in a band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I act. Like people yeah. are like, that's really cool. So how do you make money? It's very like, easy to be dismissive in those situations. But then I have grown to know you over those years, and I was like, this is the hardest working human being. Like you put out work, dude. Like you are prolific. You have put out a lot of work, and it's mostly been good and like we'll there was those we'll couple. circle back we'll circle back there's those couple we'll circle back. Is that a snake? was that a snake's first yeah. dig now, now first of all that's your finest word Blake, snake's first is Blake wrote Blake wrote the happening I'm sorry we're releasing it now he's finally gonna admit it okay um, oh no but God. it's dude it's work I, I love the Bukowski like quote like unless it's burning inside of you and you have to do it just don't do it like yeah. Like there's a there's a well, there's like a I think that's I think that quote uh, I thought a lot about that quote I think that applies when you're like 35 or older I think there when you're you, th- you see a lot of when you're a kid virtuosos in the 20s mm, yeah think about all the rock stars who like pieced out right around the time of, uh, the 27 you know, club. JC just saying yeah, yeah. the 27 yeah. Club, the 33 club there's, like there's yeah. a there's a massive amount of personal growth, creative explosions. All your neurons are basically firing at that point. Amen. But do that shit after life kicks you in the balls about <laughs> yeah. eight times. Yeah. Squeeze yeah. squeeze the juice out of that grapefruit, you know? Yeah, no, you're you're hundred percent right. You have the you have the luxury, you're afforded the ability to be able to explore those creative boundaries yeah. when you're in your late 20s the responsibilities are less typically not all the That's time a big part of it I think. um but it's the same way why i won't do acid anymore it's because i got too much shit going on now i did it when i had nothing going on mm-hmm. if i did it now my life would come crumbling down because i got too much shit to think about yeah so it's kind of that's it's it's why older people you get potheads in your 20s and then you can't smoke weed anymore by the time you're in your 40s because there's just too much shit to worry about. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. So the, it, I think that's a luxury afforded to the youth yeah. is that ability to be able to just kind of do that full artistic mm-hmm. explosion. You're right. Around that age is kind of when you hit your like weird peaky it is. sort of thing. And you got to kind of push through that wall. And I, I also am surrounded by such like amazing people who like my editor and publisher who give me the space like this book should have been out in 2022 i'm glad or 2021 i'm glad it wasn't with all the shit going on but right to be afforded that space to actually figure this out and make it as great as it can possibly be that is not something everyone gets that's what i was going to ask you not everybody gets that no affordability no. like not everybody it's gonna be is three like, years between recursion get this motherfucking in yeah. right now and, like you know what i mean like i, I no, my editor could, asked me he was like hey i mean are we putting you through too much? Like, would you have been fine to just <laughs> oh be my like, God, hey, care? let's just <laughs> call it a day back at, you know, like where the draft was in uh, August. I was like, no, because yeah. I uh, I have published things. I was, you know, when you met me, I was publishing 
Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Where was I? I was still wor- working uh, Desert, for a very good man, but uh, still yeah, working yeah, for yeah. the man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been down the road of uh, what happens when you don't put out sterling stories, and wow. I'm not yeah. going back to that. I'll yeah. take as long. I totally get as that. It takes good. well. Now you have. Now you are awarded the comfort of being able to do that because yes. you've got a, you're a proven commodity now. And when you're younger, you just got to rip. Oh, you just got to go, man. Yeah, gotta and go, go, go. and now you've elevated yourself to the point where it's like you hope all of us. I think all of us in our prospective industries, you know, Bobby does IT. I do, you know, hospitality restaurant. Blake's obviously an author. I think at a certain point you're afforded the luxury of being you, yeah. and people either dig it or they don't dig it, and you're okay with it at that point. You're not yeah. trying to, you know, I don't, I'm not fiending for daddy or mommy's love anymore. Right. I'm my own thing, and if you love it or hate it, and that's cool with me. Um, so it's it's great that you got to a point from a creative level where you're able to do that, because fuck, usually it's like, where's your fucking album? Where's your fucking book, you know? So, yeah, but that becomes analogous to a lot of things. That's like a young athlete, like, Right. I don't, I don't know. Jerry Porter versus Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Porter was six foot four and two hundred and thirty pounds and could had monster hands and could catch everything. Jerry Rice is in the Hall of Fame. Jerry Porter hasn't played football for you know, he played right. like five years. You know what I mean? Right. It's all about the craft. You have to develop your craft, you have to do the work. You work on it. You know what I mean? Uh comedians, very much the same fucking thing. I think I'm kind of funny sometimes, but I'm not going to do the work to actually like. <laughs> what, where you put you together know? 20 minutes and refine it? Yeah. And go, yeah, that's fucking work, man. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on the road and figure out my fucking tight 30. No, right. I'm never going to do that. I'm right. a relatively talented guy, but like, it really comes down to that combination of like, obviously, you have to have like a God given talent for something, but you have to be able to do the fucking work. I mean, I've literally had other authors in this town that we're all friends with. Like, why the fuck is everybody falling over themselves over Blake Crouch? And I'm like, because he fucking turns out a book every two years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's fucking. Well, I, mean, I, I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I don't. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this book is not working. Like you have to give that level of a shit. But that it can't. Like if I don't honestly know what uh, happened to yeah. me if I if I wasn't um, if I wasn't doing this. I really don't. You'd I don't be, know how to do anything else. You'd be a server for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Probably. Probably. You'd be hucking yeah. wine at people. That's exactly yeah. what you'd be doing. I'd be steal. I know. But it, no. Life hey, of, hey. Life, life of crime. Life of like crime. Like it's this or um, life of crime. No, I, Jackie I, and I have already had the discussion. Oh yeah. This all goes. <laughs> if thing goes. This goes. Hits up. We're, it's life of crime. We're going Bonnie and Clyde. I think Let's, if, if right. Mickey and Mallory hurt people, I just Mickey no, and Mallory just get paid. If, yeah, if Knuckles so. was running the show, we could definitely pull off a fucking heist. Oh, you kidding? Like we oh, could be oceans four, no doubt about it. I think like, we, we could, we could oceans off. the shit out of it. Without like, her, we, could. we would be in jail before the whole thing. Yeah, do you hear me? Do you hear me? Bank of Colorado. No. Get ready, Sky you to see to go after the indigenous people, you cunt! Jesus Christ, we've already stole from them enough. I could see Give Knuckles just casinos. be like, uh, "Why did you guys try to shove Bobby through the air vent?" <laughs> <laughs> 
He's fucking 6'3", 240. I don't know if you noticed, but Bobby's not a tiny Chinese gymnast. No. Um, he's not. Big. I need, I need he's to a tell giant you guys, man. Uh, before we move on to the next thing, that um, you guys are both in the new book. <gasps> wow. Whoa. That's a revelation. What the fuck? Yeah. Not by name, by character, obviously. No. <gasps> by name. Oh, ah! buddy. Oh my God, I'm actually going to read one of your books now. Exactly. <laughs> Touche. That's and what you should say to here's everybody. The big, here's yeah. the big thing. At the end, you're not actually in the book. You're just like, wait, I thought I was in this book. I read this whole book. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was such a teaching experience for me. You actually are in the book. Unless, no, I... Unless, uh, your name has to clear all the... Sure, sure, sure. So no, that's fine. I'm, I, I know your lawyer has... The email's literally in my fucking queue right now, yeah, isn't good. it? As you it said that. Yeah. I know the way yeah. you work, sir. Um, well, I know I had the very rare opportunity, and this is just silly, but like to provide you with some like tech jargon you that did. you wanted. You first. did. Yeah. So I felt very honored. what a key exchange is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Noah's, co- Noah's cool. Did I tell you? Okay, so... Um, it's another reason I, I enjoy this man's company. It's because he's very involved in local politics. Yes. Um, he had um, a candidate that he did kind of a fundraiser for, kind of a, a party for, for Barbara McLaughlin. You mentioned McLaughlin as the last name. Mike was a senator <clears throat> and uh, passed away, unfortunately. His wife is running for office and has, and uh, she's she's a lifer. But um, Barbara McLaughlin. And I went over to uh, Blake and Jackie's house. I brought Rex. I brought another friend of mine who's indigenous because he was very interested in like who this person is and what's going on. And I'll tell you what, man. Outside of Jackie just slaying the food. Um, the koji. Slaying. Chicken, uh, crazy. Um, made me a little upset. Um, slaying the food and obviously had some great wine and um, some of Durango's kind of elite kind of lefty money there, which is what the job is. Um, I, I was, I, that was a really, really cool event and I'm fucking so um, like stoked and I, in a weird way, proud, but just stoked that you're um, using your ability and like what you've done for yourself in your life to like propagate that. that that's an important thing that you can wrap yourself up and get a kilo of coke and some hookers and just bury yourself away and release a fucking book every few years Do you mean um, like but tonight you, or like i can multitask I, yeah whatever gd <laughs> <laughs> salinger you <laughs> could do that or you can um do what you're doing which is trying to use your influence which sounds really gross to to try to uh move uh the needle forward and that's a i was stoked to be able to go there and like hang out with those people and to ask questions and to have um her be very earnest which i already knew because I've, I've met her but i it was it was so cool to bring like rex and swerves with me to be able to like get excited about yeah. it too it was a big yeah. deal um like that early, I mean, she's got a hard campaign Yo, because the the, the redistricting, the Colorado, uh, you know, redistricting is like a nightmare. This is every state. Just by the way. we're getting fucked. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, I say we as the left. Yeah, but. I mean we are, uh, but it's actually America. Like we just need to come to terms. Like 
That was a cool experiment. What happens after? That's the conversation we should be having. But that's yep. neither here or there. That's what I feel about capitalism. <clears throat> we talked about that yeah. a few episodes ago. Like yeah. It's been a cool 150-year experiment. Mm-hmm. And it works on a lot of levels. But it doesn't work on It's all about the level setting. Like, you got to regulate, I, the, you know, you, not letting things spin out of control. and yeah. So is it zero regulation? Is it like, that's the problem is you have people that are like complete hands off. Bobby famously, you know, called himself a libertarian yeah. for many, many years. I go with um, laissez faire. I don't know. This is how I would describe, <laughs> you know, libertarianism, which is a beautiful, you know, In idea. Have you ever been, you know, on a long road trip and you drive from one state and you literally cross the state line and it rattles your fucking shocks off. Yeah. Yeah. It's because they have less money and because they don't pay for roads. So if you want to have roads, you know, stuff like that, stuff like that. So at the end, you should, what you're really saying is Texas should secede. (laughs) Go with God, dude. Thank you. That's all um, I want to hear. That's all I want. That's your next book. Yeah. I would be the really, secession of Texas. I would be would bummed happen. out if Torchy's tacos were no longer available. <laughs> Texas. All right. Um, Let me. Like, I, yeah, it's it's hard. Like Texas, that would be a very hard place to live right now because there's a lot of amazing people who live there. Yes. Who are fighting for all the things that we care about in Austin. In dude, half in of those Austin. people that are in Austin are mostly Austin. Mostly, mostly Austin. Austin. Half of those yeah. people are. I think I heard there's. Two. What did I, what did I hear the the last thing about a few days ago? There's 750 people a day moving to Austin. Yeah. yeah. Just the just that whatever that county is, and a lot of them are from California. It's um, it's the same town. thing that happened to here. It's like there's yeah. a lot of Cali fools here because yeah. they want to they want to bounce. But Austin's gonna be. You know, it's mm-hmm. gonna be diet Los Angeles in in another couple of years, like for real. Yeah. But I mean. They hate it. It's driving up prices, gentrification, et cetera, et cetera. But. Well, I hate to interrupt you, Noam Chomsky, but uh, <laughs> we have to hey, pay the- Dome Chomsky. But we have to pay some bills. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. We have a really, really special sponsor this week. So uh, as soon as we come back, uh, we'll talk about it. In 1979. A modern take on terror was unleashed on an unsuspecting populace, and nothing has been the same. Criterion has, at long last, released this film with footage unseen till now and a director's commentary from Toby Hooper. On a luxury cruiser heading to Madagascar, Tig and Gwen are hunting Silky Sefaka, an endangered lemur, maybe the last of his kind, only to discover they were the endangered species. Some say that the scariest thing is the night, but the true terror is the quiet snake. A genetic mutation, a snake without vocal cords, a silent hunter with a taste for flesh. A perfect killing machine. The only thing missing is his hissing. 
voiced by legendary snake voice actor Terry Thomas. Horror has never been so quiet and hungry. Just keep reminding yourself it's only a movie. 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 Seriously, this is fucking stupid. Snakes! The 1979 classic, A Quiet Snake, by Toby Hooper. Ladies and gentlemen, you can reach us at 970-426-5344. Also, send us an email at whiskeyreal at gmail.com. You probably should. You know what we love? Texts. And we love, more than anything, voicemails. And we actually have one this week. I think the kids call them VMs. Oh, yeah. We have a VM no, from an old friend. Nobody says that. <laughs> I haven't left a voicemail in four years for anyone. <laughs> Just as a reference point, I haven't done that. I think you left a voicemail on this number last year. I'm pretty sure it and was by the White way, Snakes. Why does anybody call anybody? Why are you not texting constantly? <sighs> I, I don't know. Unless Tell my clients. something super specific. But... There are like two don't reasons call. to call anyone ever. Don't call me ever. I don't like it. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Fuck off. So, Aaron, you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be really happy to hear <laughs> who we have on this voicemail because oh, we've discussed night and day how worried we are about this young man. Oh my god, is it? It is. It's cousin. It is. Hey cousin Bobby, it's your cousin Bobby. <laughs> Uh, this probably comes as a little bit of a shock to you, but I'm not dead. No, I thought I might be, but, uh, what happened? I just took a little bit of crystal meth, you know, just a little bit of that Florida milkshake. Uh, and it was, well, by a little bit, I mean, I probably took enough to lay down a 700 pound grizzly bear. Uh, and the problem was I was on top of a 700 pound grizzly bear, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, uh, just call. Call to check in. Uh, hope everything's going well with Whiskey Reel. I'm sure it's been smooth sailing for months. Uh, but I'd like to talk a little about, about something I know very oh, much about, which is football. So <clears throat> I don't have anything to say about it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, football. <laughs> oh, my God. Cousin Bobby's alive. He's alive and well, apparently. Oh, my God. I, uh, it gets I better. I hear you guys are starting a new podcast. We're going to start a new podcast. Uh, it's going to be under the Whiskey Reel umbrella. It's going to be called Bobby and Cousin Bobby Talk About Stuff. <laughs> that is so on brand. Uh, I, the honest truth is I think the expiration date on this podcast is like six months because there's no way he's going to live. Like, Oh, no, he's dying. No, this guy's. Uh, so oh, no. get it while you can, brother. I know. And he's fun. You he's know? great content. Until, until the nest 
next insurrection. Um, I know. Because he, he dated that main guy. He was <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the buffalo. Oh, Buffalo skin or QAnon whatever. Buffalo yeah, yeah. Shaman? Yeah, yo, Cousin Bobby banged the shit what out of that. What I guy. heard, and I heard this from various people. <laughs> what I heard sounds legit. Super legit. I heard this from uh, drunk bartenders at various uh, taverns in Durango. What I heard was because him and Enrique, whatever his name is, that ran the Proud Boys, I heard they hooked up, and that's really why he got fucking excommunicated. It wasn't the cops. Well, Cousin Bobby introduced him to amyl nitrate. Oh, he did poppers. Did some poppers. Brother. Dilating hey. that, dilate that anus. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, open the cork. Um. Hey guys. Wait. 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 Oh. Yeah. Give me. Perfect. All right. Third act. Third act. We started the third act. All right. Uh. Blake. What have you been watching? Anything of note? Anything we would like to see? I know you've had your head in a book for a long time, so it's like, I know you just saw Dune, you just saw some stuff that we've already talked about, but is there like anything that's like tickled your nuts and minded, I would, minded your balls? I would love to hear your take on Dune. Oh, man. Uh, Aside, if, you don't, if you say anything besides it was awesome, then you can just shut up. I was not a massive fan of the first movie. Um, the David in, Lynch, yeah, the David Lynch, eighty four, yeah, yeah. So I, and I went into this, and everyone was like overhyping it, and I was like, okay, this is going to be some overhyped nonsense. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful, but incoherent and not. I I felt weirdly the way I felt when I walked out of the first Matrix movie in '99. Wow, like this is the start of what we've all been waiting for since. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, ended. Yes, bitch. That's how I felt. Yeah, good yeah. for you. I thought but... it was absolutely brilliant. I, I didn't ever feel like the artistry and the, you know, the upmarket elements of it got in the way of the story. I, I thought it all worked together. I love that they just killed everyone, and I mean that's in the book. You have to, but I love they just dispatched all the big movie stars they had. Yes, bitch. it was just yes. fantastic. Fantastic, dude! I'm glad you said that. It's like some sort of weird validation for me because you think about storyline and arcs all the time. We're just casual fans watching movies, but so I appreciate that you enjoyed that that much. Yeah, because it was it felt like I was watching something like important, and I was kind of doing the look around like, is am I fucking tripping right now, or is this fucking amazing? Like it was one of those. I took all my kids to see it. Uh, so you got like I 16, 16 kids. Year, I have a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old. And my 8-year-old loves all the weirdest shit. She loves Studio Ghibli. She loves anime. Oh. I mean, she's next level. And when the movie ended, you know, it's that moment of quiet. And she was sitting down with my parents because we had like eight people there. And I just heard her voice. She said, finally. Oh my god! No shut up. way, dude! Oh, that's Whatever. awesome! You fucking oh accelerated gosh. children. I, I don't disagree. The third act, I don't like it. The third act could have had a little air taken out of it, but I loved all of it. But 
Yeah. But that's that's you're getting nitpicky. I'm getting yes. nitpicky. Okay. No. But but so by the third act, you mean after he meets the Fremen and after all the shit goes yeah, down. Yeah. And he's sort of wandering out there with uh, his mom. Yeah, it felt it got a little meandery, and then I was like, I. But also in an exciting way because I didn't know where they were actually going with this Copy. and yeah. what they were going to do. I, the last shot of that movie, which fuck it, it's spoiler time. Like we're beyond dude, it. We're we're <clears throat> yeah. so beyond spoiler um, alert at this point. Like worm, the worm you haven't surfing, watched it. The or worm go surfing. Fuck yeah, when they're yeah. riding the worm at the end of the movie, and you know uh, Zendaya, 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 Zendaya says, uh, you know, this is only the beginning. Yeah, that was baller. Did you? Holy shit! Did you come was, after or before? Oh, I had already come like three times. Okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. just want to make sure we're all in on <laughs> brand. We got to keep our brand hard, bro. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. saying. No. Um, our brand is pretty hard. <laughs> Mad hard. Um, that sounds like the worst marketing company ever. We keep, keep your, your brand hard. Monster energy. We keep your brand hard. Uh, no, it's total fucking extreme. Uh, no, it's... It, it, the, regardless if, if you understand that movie or don't understand that movie or whatever your fucking uh, level is to accept information, which seems to be not a lot these <coughs> days, go fuck yourself with how that movie looked. It was oh, perfect. perfect. It was yeah. visually, it was visual sex for me. That was porn. Yeah. It was missing one thing for me. What's that? Which was a Kyle McLaughlin cameo somewhere? Oh, that would have been bitching, right? That would have been right. pretty. That cool. would have been like bitching. if the if whoever was surfing the wrong. worm at the end would have been Kyle McLaughlin. I would have even accepted one of those weird J.J. Abrams Star Wars push-ins <laughs> if it was Kyle McLaughlin. What about like Kyle, <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin's in yeah. the fucking worm's mouth, and dressed he's already as Agent been Cooper. Uh, I got- go fuck yourself, dude. Stop <laughs> it. I, I don't like how he goes down multiple rabbit holes it's very disconcerting i'm okay with it i'm i'm too dumb to understand i can't follow and can i go the other way go the other way bobby i watched the new james bond which is uh daniel craig's final james bond boy was it dog shit (laughs) spoiler alert i hated that movie Uh, and I, I love I love James Bond films. Why? I am I grew up with James Bond. I, that you was like, the most You like bitch smacking dudes. No, that was the most <laughs> inarticulate like underdirected Interesting. Fucking Why do you say just so? pile of pablum that I've fucking seen That's in It's really years, aggressive. Dude. And it like, has really, really strong reviews. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck people were watching with that movie because it is, it's beyond boring. Like whatever the next existential level of boredom is. He's so bad. That's what I reached watching that fucking movie. You're a Bond it's guy, right? bad. You're a Bond guy, right? Yeah. We so, grew up watching fucking Connery. We grew up watching fucking, yeah. sh- oh, oh, fucking. Um, I liked the living Roger daylights. Moore. Fight me. <laughs> I like the Living Daylights. Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan. That's Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. That was a what good do you movie. Have, like two mm-hmm. old Dalton there, dude. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's tropey bullshit. You know what you're getting into. And I told Rex, this is this is the indicator for you. Rex has never watched a Bond movie. 
this was the first Bond movie she's ever watched. So what I told her was the tropes. I was like, there's going to be the big scene before the credits and then the big tunnel shot and then it's going to go here and then it's going to go there and go there. And I would agree with you saying it's definitely better than like Quantum of Solace, which yeah, was yeah. a steaming pile pretty of dog low bar. shit. <laughs> I, I'm just saying though, I think they did his character. It was almost like a... Um, it was like an almost an homage to Daniel Craig rather than Bond. No, it, they, it was a love went, letter to Daniel Craig. He went shirt off. Mm. He went shirt off. Yeah. He was like, I'm I'm 60 and still fucking got 27 abs. I know. Let's go. And then they killed him in a very kind of respectful way. Where oh, wait, James Bond everybody. died? He dies? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I mean, um, okay. Fuck off. First if of all, James this, Bond is clearly immune to explosions. It. Shut up. He supposedly Dude, got blown James up. James Bond never fucking escaped an explosion. He got Even blown on a up three island. Dude, he got blown up three times in this fucking movie mm. before the last explosion fucking actually got him. The actual story generation happened as he got exploded. <laughs> that was the beginning of the story generation. Yeah, he got at uh, Vespa's grave. Yes. Which yeah. I, I'd like. By the, the way, great scene. I like great the scene. way. Look. I, I understand why you're upset. I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. I'm just saying, I don't... I don't you're right. I, it's I'm worse. Not, it's worse. No, my brother and dad, like, hated it. My dad likes it's everything. Bad. Did you like it? I haven't seen it. Oh. It's bad. My dad... Oh, and we just gonna, completely fucked her. It. It's fine. I like you're going to watch it anyway. It doesn't ruin anything. I'm not going to watch it. Never going to watch They're it. They're not going to top Casino Royale and Skyfall. Oh, my Skyfall. gosh. That's not happening. Skyfall and I... Casino Royale. Dude, Skyfall was dope as a buzz. Yeah, Casino Royale has that dope. weird transition bridge in the middle where, like, he's just in love with Vespa for 30 minutes. And that part get really wears on Anytime like, you. Have and you're like, uh, is she dead? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> so we could get into the good shit again. <laughs> Anytime you have Mads Michelson should be in every oh movie gosh. ever made. How about that? Have you How seen, about have final, you watched Hannibal? Listen, yes, I have. He's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Listen, the next movie you do, whatever that movie is, <laughs> find a role. My dude. My dude. For Mads, bro. For Mads. Not for the Dude. kids. Hashtag for Mads. For Mads. Yeah. Let's for Mads. Start a ki- for Mads. Let's get a Kickstarter for Mads. <laughs> let's get him in every movie ever. You know what would be awesome? he's amazing. Is if Lars Van Trier doesn't direct him. Like, that's That'd awesome. Dumb. That'd be Because, dumb. fuck that guy. Polar. I'm trying to get uh, <laughs> Lars to do the next Snakes First oh. movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is Lars doing snakes for dude? It's gonna thinking be about it. Four and a half hours. Thinking long. about it. Yeah, it's the script wasn't long enough. He no. was like, I don't direct scripts. <laughs> By the way, less than five hundred pages. What I've heard so is, is he wants to call it, a, but was super interested in the snakes. He wants to call it the fornicate snakes, <laughs> and I don't like that. I don't love yeah. it. I don't I love it. No. I don't love it. It's a three and a half hour hiss. And I'm still wrapping my head around it. Yeah. I got, I got the fucking, I got the treatment. I don't know. I'm going to read it. But I just Willem never Dafoe to... is definitely going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, full happens. penetration. And his weird <laughs> dick. Yeah. Willem Dafoe and his weird dick is in Quiet Snakes. Banging you heard snake. it here first. Fornicate. No, he's fucking snakes. an anaconda. He's doing it, dude. 
Defoe Wakanda. Defoe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, so um, what so, have you watched? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is a weird rabbit hole. So weird. Um, I haven't watched a lot. I've been working a lot. I've been. I. I will still say I will stand on my pillar of fucking uh, solitude and say. Even though The Walking Dead is dead and has been dead for a long time, Fear the Walking Dead is a tremendous show, tremendously acted. Give it a chance if you haven't watched mm. it. It's that good. And you can fuck off the original series. That spinoff is fire. They're already in the future with a bomb dropping and a holocaust and shit is fucking fire. Fear the so, Walking Dead. Right. Fear okay. the Walking Dead. It has Homeboy in it. The... Um, what's his name? His name's Morgan on the show. But oh, he was with in the, two, the lock, stock, and two smoke. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I know who you're you know talking what I'm about. talking about. Yeah. Um, he's in in it. Everybody's in in it. In it. In it. In it. Everybody's British in every show ever. Apparently, taking our gerbs. That's fine. Keep taking our gerbs. Um, there's a lot of actors in America, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows. You go to this island and you get all these actors. That's fine. Um, he's great. The show's hyper well written. Seriously, fuck The Walking Dead. Fear The Walking Dead. That's what I've been getting into. Okay, all right. That's yeah. the end of that. I, 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 and I, I bought a new yeah. Xbox. I'm very happy. Thank uh, you. Uh, oh. Black Summer. Ooh. Okay, Let's talk about so, <laughs> Black Summer. <laughs> Let's talk about Black Summer. Aaron introduced me to Black Summer, and are you, I love it. Maybe the greatest thing. It's so fun. I watched. Uh, Is that the greatest? I watched the two first two episodes, like <gasps> when it first You're came out. Still, are you? And then it got busy. And when we were coming back from uh, Europe last month, dog, I watched the entire thing, first two seasons, and <gasps> oh my! God. Is that not one of the best portrayals of the zombie trope ever made? Everyone else should just stop trying Suck to make my zombie dick. stuff. It's Thank you. Super good. I amazing fucking, acting. Dude, amazing acting. Dude, that first season, the directing of that and the how chaotic mm-hmm. and fuck that literally felt like what it would be like during a pandemic. Like you, a zombie you, fucking holocaust shit. Watch season two. Yes. You didn't love it? My guy. I loved it. When they're so, trying to pull the thing yo, up the mountain and it doesn't work. Oh my god, it oh. Do dude, we exclude do we exclude so Danny bad. Boyle from this conversation because they're not technically zombies in 28 days? Is he doing a 28 months uh, later? No, you know? it's like a rage thing. I get it. No, no, it's, it's because it's a hybrid. <clears throat> to it's me, hybrid. that's my favorite like zombie movie. Ever. 28. I'm not gonna argue. But I'm a lot of people will like argue. shit all over but me this, and tell me I'm an idiot because it's no, not. No, 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 you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're not. But this is closer, I think, to what Boyle was doing than anything else. I agree. That, I think that it's I agree closer with. to what Boyle was doing than what Boyle was doing. Yeah. Like this is a lot more like fair representation of what that would be like. There'd be like long drawn out conversations in the wilderness between two people, and all of a sudden you hear a, Ugh! and you're done, and you're like. What the fuck? And there'd be some rando running through the fucking forest because that's literally what would happen. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that show. And they're fuck. so hard to kill. It's God bless such, that show. It's fantastic. That, I, I, I think it's the best thing maybe of the last few you. years. Thank you. Black I, Summer. That, that shit fucking yeah. killed me. I showed that to Rex and she was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, 
Hello, this is the the like clearest zombie representation that the I've whiskey seen. reel calls out a watch. That's what. That's up. gonna be what's on the poster. That's a watchy. That's a, that's a Sasquatch, dude. Um, one last thing, <laughs> or a Sasquatch. <clears throat> I've been watching Hawkeye. One last thing. Ooh. It, how is it actually? How is it? Okay. Okay. Do you want to get in this? A little bit. Like, okay. Have you? You haven't seen it. Okay. You're. It's okay. First of all, it's so well written. It's super funny. It's super. Um, like the third episode is kind of perfect. Like it. Yeah, it's really good, and nobody's watching it. How, how's I'm the watching uh, directing? It. I'm watching. How's the directing? Fine. The directing's it's in. fine. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. It's yeah. It's fine. It's not great. It's, it's like, not amazing. Did but nothing like, it's directorially really good. popped off the screen. It's a fucking. It's a. It's an hour long episodic. It's fine. It's. You know what's cool about what Feige does? <clears throat> he chooses his spots. He made WandaVision his weird, like eccentric, esoteric thing. He made fucking. You know what I mean? Like he makes these like like things, and it's almost like he goes, "Well, we're gonna make Hawkeye almost like." rom-commy funny and cute and like Hmm. it's almost like they make decisions on how this series is gonna go well it's really tropey in that you have like the older character doing the mentor it's like a clint eastwood thing totally you know what i mean but but it's not about like it's not like hyper uh marvel-y Hmm. It's more personal. They've got a really good actress who was in True Grit. The little girl in True Grit is yeah, now yeah. grown up. Oh, and she's, she's a fucking, fantastic. fucking fire banger. And then you got Renner, who's Jeremy Renner. That's what yeah. he is all the time. He's awesome. And he's great. And the, the show is fun, but it's not... Man, if you're... It's it, that's why I give like Faggy's like props because like it's almost like they said we're gonna take Hawkeye and make it almost like a sitcommy rom commy like like violent thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. But they're they're almost taking a genre approach to each of their. They're, uh, they're like this properties. is this trope on this one. There's yeah. this trope on that one. There's this trope on that one. Well, yeah, and which uh, isn't dumb. Yeah, Falcon was uh, like the buddy. It was a buddy movie. It was Lethal Weapon. It was. With, with yeah. superpowers. Yeah. But it was There was amazing. also a lot of black shit involved. You know what I mean? Like, they took that at their moment to, like, address that part sure. of shit. Yeah, totally. This one's just like... What, Danny Glover didn't address... <laughs> <laughs> Is it an old razor? Nah, just an old face. Uh, Lethal my, Weapon 5. Yeah. Hey. All right, guys, we're going long. Uh, let, we should talk Sorry. about a little music. Sorry. Right. Sorry. No, you're fine. No. Do you want me to go first? I would love you first. to go first. Um, there's a, a young man uh, from Minnesota <laughs> named Prof. Short for professor, if you didn't figure it out. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Uh, maybe you thought it was just like a cup of noodles brand or some shit. He's dope. He's on... Um, He's definitely on Rhymesayers. That's a Minnesota brand. And if you don't know that brand, you should know them by MERS. You should know them by Atmosphere. You should know them for a cup of coffee for fucking Aesop. Um, Ciroc. Evan, 
evidence. Uh, hey, I know how you feel about Sirac. Oh, dude, I want to. Sor- I know you want to do bad I want to do horrible things. She to will. Ciroc. She'll choke you in your sleep. Um, God, that would be amazing. I know it would. Sirac, <laughs> um, <laughs> another oh. absolutely talented uh, MC. Gorgeous. Evidence is on uh, fucking rhyme sayers now from dilated peoples, who's kind of an OG at this point, which is crazy saying. Um, Prof makes me laugh. He's silly. He doesn't take himself seriously. He's not, I'm the hard-ass motherfucker. He just fucking makes fun-ass, almost like party shit, and he's super talented. The guy can sing. He can flow. It's just fun. Let's do it. Some Prof. Prof. Can you hear me one time? Want smoke, then you got the wrong guy. Behind the scenes, I know you grumpy. Don't lie. Oh, oh, a motherfucker, all right. Oh, can you hear me two times? Want smoke, then you got the wrong guy. Behind the scenes, I know you grumpy. Don't lie. Oh, oh, a motherfucker, all right. Yeah. Oh. When I'm back from jail, I want the party popping. Already bopping. City buzzing, they already talking. They be gawking, Eddie jocking. I'm sorry. Joe, watch a man named Scott. The Kid Cudi documentary that no, I haven't uh, came watched out yet. Amazon. I haven't watched it yet. Is it dope? So, dude. By the way, Kid Cudi is. Like, tell me, kids, tell me about this documentary. Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you heard Kids See Ghosts? No. Okay. That that album that Cudi did with Kanye. Mm-hmm. Kids See Ghosts might be one of the best albums in the last ten years. Mm. It's that good, and as crazy as Kanye is, and let me say, crazy. My fucking crazy. For as crazy as he is, that album that he did with Cuddy, Cuddy is a bad Con- man. Kanye, man. like, bad right man. now, Kanye is on this documentary talking about Cuddy. And How dope he is. Dude, Cuddy's a fucking monster. No, bro. he's also been through some shit. Yeah. And, like, yeah. his yeah. art is not just his art is, like, his heart. And, right. and he talks a lot about that and trying to, I don't know, I, I identify a lot with that. As it was terms just of, like, like trying you to put your shit out there and it's and you are actually like revealing, you're like choosing to reveal. And that's what he's, and just watching him sort of come out of it's that the best really art, dark right? space. Oh. It's the best art, right? Yeah. Cuddy's a fucking monster. Oh, and they, he got fantastic. so much shit, like even recently he was on SNL <laughs> and was like, which sounds very base and very fucking whatever, but wearing a dress on SNL, mm-hmm. like that's a big deal yeah. anymore. You would think that that's almost like a non fucking that's passe, right? I mean, he kind of did a prog rock album in yeah. the yes. mid teens. Yes, dude, he's a he's one a of the diff- most creative. He's a different cat, there. and that's that's why you can only imagine him hooking up with Kanye. Yeah. Kid Seagulls, I'm telling you, is one of the best yeah. albums I've heard in 10 years. Man. All right. It's that good. Well, is fellas, it time? it's about that time. I believe Blake for last. Oh, yeah. We're going to let him wrap it up. <laughs> this is so cruel. Um, <laughs> this is a segment we call Clutch Your Pearls of Wisdom. <laughs> I am not I doing know, that. You're song not fight. doing it. I don't understand. <laughs> so boring. I understand. Uh, <laughs> I get it. No, it's great, but uh, I'll make mine. Don't say <laughs> but a word. It's not. I'm gonna make mine. Are super you gonna fast. make mine brief? Uh, mine is so fast, <laughs> guys. When you have a moment like I'm having right now to hang out with your brothers, 
drink a little whiskey, have a couple of darts, and talk about movies and fucking and <laughs> whatever pops into your head, like, take it, man. Like, this is amazing. Like, I'm really enjoying my time with my brothers. Yeah. Fuck mm. yeah. 100%. Um, I had some different earlier, but Blake brought up something waking up at 2 in the morning and thinking about shit. I wake up at 3.13 every morning. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. It's probably ghosts. I don't know. But what I do know is do your best work and take advantage of it when you have the opportunity. Um, your body's telling you to do something. So when you get up, stop fighting it. Get up. Do what you need to do. You already know what you need to do. Get up and do it. Get Answer those emails. Do that work. Grind that wood. Do whatever you need to do. Do it. You're waking up for a reason. Your body's telling you, fucking, we need to do this. Don't fight it. Sleep is not the enemy. You know, we always say that. Sleep is not the enemy. Get up and do your fucking work. And I guarantee you, when you're done with it, you're going to rest like a goddamn baby. Uh, well said. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to kind of go uh, On the spot. a little bit what uh, Mr. Noyce said. It's super uh, cool to get to be here and actually sort of unload and have a little uh, creative therapy session about this shit I've been pushing and uh, fighting uphill over the last couple of years uh, with my boys. So thanks for having me. Dude, it is such a pleasure. And we normally finish this on like some big giant fuck you punchline. But um, I'm just going to say thank you very much, man. We we love you as a friend, and we appreciate our time no matter what we're doing, whether we're shooting pool, eating a burger, you know, going to drag shows. You uh, know what's awesome about Blake? He will never bring Svedka. A genetic mutation. A snake without vocal cords. <laughs> I know. Stop. It's so retarded.